Welcome to the Biofriendly Podcast. Jacob here. We've got a Flashback Friday episode for you. We're throwing all the way back to the start of 2020. Yep, right around January, February of that year, right before things got a little weird in March 2020. So sit back, relax, laugh a little, and you might just learn a thing or two. There's too many jellyfish. There are. There's too many jellyfish. And they sting and it hurts. Yeah. And this thing says, the the, the, top, the top of this article literally does exactly what we're talking about. It says, yeah. jellyfish are taking over the world. Bah! I'm going to put a doom thing right there. And climate change... Uh, <laughs> Let's put a doom sound. And climate change could be to blame. Okay. That literally does you everything you me? just said. That just blew it out of the water. <laughs> that was the it. perfect headline yep. to explain what's wrong with America. Yeah. Jellyfish <laughs> are taking over the world and climate change could be to blame. <laughs> yeah. So basically we have That's way great. we have way too many jellyfish on the planet. Um <laughs> and 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 as I read in this article, and yes. The, the water is getting warmer it into is. areas that they normally couldn't have gone, they can get to now. Okay. And the, by the way, the way they describe in this article, you're like, Oosh, straight out of a horror film. It's like yeah. they have no brain, no eyes, no spine, not even blood. But they have a remarkable capacity to reproduce and can pack an impressive sting, <laughs> both literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's straight well, up a horror film. What's worse is certain certain varieties of them don't die. Yeah. They what? They don't die. Oh my gosh! Why isn't there a film? There probably is. Jellyfish, yeah. the movie. No, I mean like they. Well, that's not exactly right. Well, but they, they die. They do die. Yeah. But they don't die from old age like they, they don't. don't like they can die from like a disease and right. they can die from being killed by something right um or or like you know for right. tr- tripping off over the wrong <laughs> falling off a cliff yeah falling off of a water cliff <laughs> just, what does this water lead <laughs> ah! you know yeah they, they can they can die uh they, from those things those things but not from uh not from like old age yeah yeah, that's so, kind of terrifying. You know, as they keep reproducing, they ain't going to go anywhere. Yeah, they're beautiful to look at. Like, yeah. I love when I go to an aquarium. I always love the jellyfish room, and I think they're really, really cool. But we have more than we've ever had before. And in this article, they've, they've destroyed a lot of things. So, like, this is pretty interesting. Um, their population. They're the humans of the sea. Yeah, basically. <laughs> they are kind of the humans of the sea. They just won't go away. Yeah. And they sting, literally yeah. and figuratively. Mm-hmm. But they, they, they've taken down, um, like uh, in 2011, both reactors at the Torness nuclear power plant in Scotland were shut down after an invasion of jellyfish started blocking the cooling filters. Good for them. Two years, yeah, no, way to go. Two years later, the jellyfish struck again, this time in Sweden. Wow. Then the, and, and uh, then the island of Luzon, home of the Philippines' capital, Manila, wow. suffered a blackout in 1999 due to jellyfish. A jellyfish blackout? A jellyfish blackout are playing. This Friday. At the Wiltern. They are. Mm-hmm. Jellyfish blackout are probably, are maybe the best punk fusion uh, reverse hip-hop logo band I've ever, I've ever heard. Spot on. <laughs> Out of the 90s. <laughs> right, out of the 90s. <laughs> so I actually absolutely love Jellyfish Blackout. Um, and in 2006, the USS Ronald Reagan, a nuclear-powered aircraft carrier, was brought to a standstill. That's unbelievable to me. A 
aircraft carrier. A nuclear powered aircraft. Have you noticed that they're, they went after they're nuclear things for nuclear? Yeah. yeah, they must be. They must sense something from it. So they they shut all these wow. things down, and while the water has gotten warmer, mm-hmm. and that's been able to get them to other places. Sure. One of the things that it mentioned in here that I was like, see, this is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Their natural predators were eating them. And their natural predators are? I have one, which is anchovies. Anchovies. Yep. And then here's another one. Tuna. Tuna. And swordfish. Swordfish. So the problem is jellyfish can thrive in areas with lower oxygen levels where other animals suffer. But there are other factors at work, too. Fishing has depleted the global stocks of some of the jellyfish's natural predators. So one of the issues here is we're giving credence to just the temperature and they can spread and they can grow. But the truth is a lot of things that take jellyfish out of the equation, we're eating them. So you're saying that if I have a tuna fish Caesar salad. Yeah, with, with on a swordfish bun. On a swordfish bun <laughs> that I am... Aiding You're jellyfish a- problem. You are part of the jellyfish. I'm part problem. of the jellyfish blackout. <laughs> You're part of the jellyfish blackout, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so. So to top off this conversation is that here we have a species that is growing, and there's way too many of them, and it can be kind of a problem because they can be invasive and be in places that they shouldn't be. Yeah. And the article itself leads with it, it's climate. Change. It's climate change. But yeah. as you dig in, you go, it's not all climate change. Yeah. We're also eating the things that are killing the jellyfish. So, you know, maybe have less Caesar salads. Less Caesar salads, less tuna sandwiches. Treat yourself to a tuna every now and then. And know that if you have a nuclear-powered bathroom, they will get probably going to get clogged. If you you go surfing in a nuclear suit... Then you're going to get stung. You're going to get stung so bad because they're going to smell you coming a mile away. Right. If you become a radioactive superhero... Oh yeah, uh, and you're and you're trying to save things underwater. You're in trouble. Expect that the jellyfish will attack you. <laughs> you're gonna have a jellyfish blackout. You're gonna have a jellyfish. Gosh, blackout. I love that so much. Why is that great? <laughs> I think we have to have another. I think we've in the in the course of this podcast we've yeah. started about thirty five bands, and that might be in the top five. That's definitely one of the one of the best jellyfish blackout. Jellyfish blackout. It just it sounds like it sounds just like, sounds, it sounds like, like a band I want to hear. It sounds like a band that I have a cassette tape that's handwritten, and I got real creative with like the spirals on the yes. letters and it's like oh man you want to borrow this this is a jellyfish blackout like, you have jellyfish blackout nobody has a copy of jellyfish blackout oh it's so good so a lot of these sustainable farmers and there's a lot of gr- groups out there that are doing this now because there are i think that the the call to action has never been louder and even farmers are like well we got to do something because I'm not going to be able to continue living and producing food. Right. So they've started rotating crops, which yep. is you grow more variations of things. So you plant one kind, then another kind, another kind. You try different things that you can grow on the land. That's that's one of the solutions. And to get on top of that one, yeah. just so, so people can get a get an idea. Better idea of what that is. So um, you need to know, world, that, that uh, Listen up. Farmers, knew, knew, farmers know this. Okay. Good farmers know this. Yeah. Farming families, people who have been farming, understand farming, they know this problem right. because people have been growing food for, a for long thousands time. and thousands right, of years. Right, right, right. Okay? They're aware of this. And, and the, the, this issue is an issue that's known, and good farmers rotate their crops. They always have. Right. So let's, let's not just pretend like, like this is a surprise. Like, or yeah, this is yeah, yeah. This, this is happening because... Farming done by responsible farmers from families who farm 
has gone down. These these farmers have been forced, to, in a lot of cases, to sell their farms and made it like a big corporations. corporations. And now it's right. like a mass-produced. Hey, we got to have as much corn in this land as possible. If you want to know how to destroy something, bring in an accountant <laughs> <laughs> and try to find ways to cut corners and yeah. and, and not spend any and money. This is not to, to disparage no, all no. accountants. I'm sure we that love they, you, that accountants. That out accountants there. Man, have great things, but, but our accountant fan base just went. Uh, it's got, now we can put them yeah. with the people of Kentucky. Yeah. Everybody. And, yeah. Um, no, I, now the issue is, is that if you worry only about what is the most efficient and profitable way to do something, then you're not going to necessarily think about what is the most sustainable way to do something. What is right. something, the way to do something that will keep lasting? It's the classic um, Lorax. Right. Right? If you haven't Dr. read Seuss Dr. Comes Seuss's the, the Lorax, yeah. read the Lorax. The Lorax basically covers this. If you ever wanted to know what's going on, it's the Lorax. Yeah. Right? Like, you, you can make needs so long yeah. as you have trees. Or watch the movie. Or, you don't have time to read the 10-page oh book. <laughs> this is so modernist of you. No. Just go watch the movie. Read a book. It's 40-something nah. pages long with pictures and yeah. cartoons, and it's poetic. I don't have time for that. The movie will take you, <laughs> the movie will take you two hours to watch. The you book can, can be read book. in 25 minutes. You can re- read the book five times in the time of the movie. This is the problem with America. Yeah. It has nothing to do with farming. It has to do with the fact that people don't read. <laughs> Back to your point. Back to my point. <laughs> Sorry. Um, read my, the book. Uh, read, read the Lorax. Read the Lorax. And then watch it. And what happens with... <laughs> yes, fine. After you've read it, watch the Lorax movie. Are, is, is that a universal <laughs> film? Um, yes. See, yes. this is why. Just, Jacob, Jacob used to work at Universal. <laughs> he worked to work there. He comes so, from Universal, so uh, he's just still... He's used to pitching their, their stuff. Their stuff, right. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah. No, so Lorax, uh, Lorax, if you go through... Just read that book. It's yeah. a fun one for your kids if you're a grown-up. If you are a kid, you'll get it right away if you're an adult hopefully your thick head will will come to grips with it but the basic mm. concept is that you can make needs so long as you have trees but once the trees are gone not only can you not make needs you've destroyed that area yeah okay so read the book and you'll you'll get an idea because there is hope at the end of that book and i, and I like i like hope. we're all about hope yeah yeah um but farmers have known this good farmers don't do this there is good land because there are still good farmers the corporations have, have made some errors and, you know, we got to start doing something to get them to fix that. Right. And there's ways you can shop that can help with that. But continue. Right. Uh, so that's it. one, the rotating, uh, not tilling the land. There are now uh, a lot of farmers that are working ways to not have to plow as often or at all to mm-hmm. farm. And, uh, and then the final thing is uh, cover crops. Which okay. is planting crops on top of the crops that they're growing to help absorb carbon and 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 invite in more moisture and just help keep the bacteria and the natural life alive. So those are the three methods that that good farming practices will help the topsoil recover. Are you ready for a curveball? Yeah, throw it to me. Here's the curveball. Okay. Stop blaming cows for environmental issues. Right. You mean the methane thing? Stop blaming cows for anything. We blame cows for the fact that they become hamburgers. Yeah, right. <laughs> for the fact that, yes, they produce methane, but cows get a bad rap environmentally, and they it's it's garbage. It's not the cows. It's, again, it's... Back ir- off the cows. It's irresponsible farming shoving Move thousands on. of cows into a tiny area where they're unhappy and can't live. But if right. you have, yeah. in a period of your rotating of crops, cows... Right. 
that are walking on the grass and pushing the grass into the ground and pushing the nutrients into the ground and pooping. Clip, clop, clip, And clop. adding th from their poop nutrients to the ground. And let's, right, fertilizer's fine. Fertilizer's okay, but fertilizer is like, just like anything else. It's subject to what a company's going to do to make the fertilizer last longer, be more efficient and then to make more money. It's not right. natural fertilizer. If you let cows walk on a paddock and poop everywhere, and yeah. then walk in their poop and walk in the grass and eat some of the grass and then spit up some of the grass, and their saliva gets in there and their throw-up gets in there and all that stuff. All delicious. All helps make better soil. Okay? So stop blaming the cows. So back off the cows. You don't need to till the land as much when you got cows walking around getting yeah. all till, naturally tilled for you. Yeah. It's the whole, that's, that's the, let's, I just... I think if there's one thing I want the world to get out of this is that I feel like we give the cows too much trouble and cows don't deserve too much trouble. I, I, be able to, I didn't know there was be able to go. as many people lot. against cows. So my, that curveball took me by surprise because I did not know there was an anti-cow, uh, a cow Contingent. defamation league. Absolutely. Don't you see those uh, those those Chick-fil-A posters out there? Yeah. Oh, no, those are pro-cow. Yeah, those are pro-cow. Yeah, My mistake. <laughs> My mistake. Apparently people love, love cows. I yeah. was wrong. Yeah, this episode was sponsored by Chick-fil-A. <laughs> These and other impressive benefits of forest medicine are cataloged by physician Quing Lee, chairman of the Japanese Society for Forest Medicine. So this is in Japan, okay? And he, this is in his book called Forest Bathing. So that's where this all came about, okay. forest bathing. That's why we're that's where that's we're ba why, that's, that's why we're bathing in the forest. What relaxed our shoulders. Okay? That's what got us leaning yeah, into yeah. the relaxation. Exactly. And he candles. said in a quote, he said, "Look, I'm a scientist." Well, I didn't say look. That was a very American thing for me. Look. <laughs> look, look, I'm a scientist. I'm a scientist. And I'm a freaking scientist. And okay? I think this is true. Tree bathing is where it's at. I got a degree, and therefore I'm right. Yeah. He said, I'm a scientist, not a poet, and I've been investigating the science. <laughs> yeah. He, he did straight say, up said, yeah. I am not Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yeah. He straight up said, where's Waldo? <laughs> not this guy. Um, I'm a scientist, not a poet, and I have been investigating the science behind that feeling for many years. He wants to know why he always felt this sense of improvement. Mm -hmm. So... That basically opened up this whole thing, and in, and this has been going on in Japan for a while. Like, in 82, the Japanese government introduced the concept of Shinrin-yoku, or forest bathing, urging citizens to make use of the country's 3,000 wooded miles for therapy. So, and let me look, let me try, try to find some more of the science behind this. Um, so are you saying we should not clear-cut the 3,000 We should miles? not clear-cut the forest. And if you've got to clear-cut them for some aspect, you replant them. You make you match it and replant it. Replant it. Be responsible. And so, meanwhile, while while this Japanese guy was going like, "Look, I'm not a scientist. I'm <laughs> a scientist, not a poet." It says, "Meanwhile, an American scientist was formulating a thesis that explains why nature moves all people wherever they are from." And it says, "According to biophilia, which sounds heyo, um, the Bi 1984 book sounds, by sounds awful, yeah, <laughs> biophilia, uh, biologist Edward Wilson. People have a biological urge to commune with the primordial Mother Earth. Boy, that's where it got some hippy dippy wow. right there. <laughs> right. So, anyway, I feel like we got to get some funk music going. Yeah, no, or we like got we got to we got to get. Well, like I feel some like nice slow jams. This is slow jams, or yeah, no, you're right. It needs to be a mix of Enya yeah. with slow jams. Yes. So we need to have like that synth. Like meditative music, but it also needs to be like a biophilia. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Sensual Enya. Yeah. Senya. <laughs> oh. Anyway, anyway, so, but. We should put this on the list of our weirdest podcasts. Sure. And 
Then that's a saying. That's I a, think that's, that's a compliment. That's saying something. That's saying like, we something. have weird podcasts. We do, and I think that this is this is the moment that we'll be remembered for. <laughs> this <laughs> is the proboscis oh, monkey. Oh, the pro- no, okay. Pause on that. Okay, so, okay males so. have large noses, which may help them attract females. So these are the monkeys that you've seen yeah, before with the, with the big old yeah, floppy nose. It looks like they look like this. They look. It's like a water balloon that's half empty dangling from their face basically and that i've always thought those things are hilariously adorable right so i don't well, think they're it's hilariously ever. ugly which makes yes them yes yes because ugly can mean cute it's like when something's so hot it gets cold yes again yeah right so these right. monkeys are so ugly they're, they're cute yeah, cute again yeah yeah I feel I feel like some mornings I look at myself and I think I kind of look like a proboscis monkey. Mm. So maybe I feel a little biased towards their attractiveness. Mm, mm. I just got to shower and put myself together and tie my nose back. Tie a back little bit. your proboscis. Yeah, my proboscis nose. Mm. So that was that was one. Which so you've probably seen these monkeys before. Okay, next is the titicaca water oh, frog. Oh, the titicaca water frog. Do you now know about the titi- That's an ugly animal. Yeah, that is an ugly animal. That is great. The now, t- if you're gonna be a frog, see that's what I'm talking about. Now look, see this other yeah. frog. He was poisonous, yeah. but this frog. Looks like like someone stretched him. Yeah, and then yeah. let go. And it's yeah. this frog's excess skin allows it to yeah. breathe underwater for long periods of time. I mean, that's useful. Yeah. yeah. Right, like the proboscis guy's got the big nose for the ladies, right? And then and this, this one's is, got the floppy skin, so this he can guy's breathe. got a built-in blanket, basically. I mean, so like if you're like, "Hey, I want to snuggle," he's like, "Just climb on under here." <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that some of these, you know, these these yeah. animals struggle to I find agree. mates. I agree. Uh, so the Titicaca, which is a great name. It's a good name. I don't know if I know any other stories behind. Oh. No, no, no. I'm going back there. I just was wanting to know if I found another thing about the Titicaca, like any facts about it, because the video doesn't say much more than the loose skin thing. Oh, wait. Yeah, there it is. The Titicaca water frog is also nicknamed the scrotum frog. Oof. <laughs> yeah. So that might be one of the is things that, that goes do we against. Have to, do we have I, to bleep that? I, that's what I wanted to know. I feel like it's a medical stat. So, it's a medical stat. Yeah. yeah so, okay. Yeah. So we'll leave it alone. So kids, ask your parents what a scrotum is. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the video. Sorry, that was my bad. Um, up next, after the Titicaca frog, we have the... I don't even know how to say this one. Wow. This is the... Acholotl. Acholotl. Usually, so, I mean, I mean, like, like in, uh, in, in Latin as, America. In Aztec society, the X is a ch. Yeah. Right? So it's A-X... So I, would, I would say Acholotl, because the, the T-L is also... It seems like an Aztec name. Yeah, A-X-O-L-O-T-L. May, maybe Mayans, too. Yeah, but Acholotl... Right. I bet you did it perfectly. It says the feathery protrusions on each side of its head are gills. Wow. So that that's an image of that one right there. That's that one's a, a weird looking weird animal. Weird looking animal, right? Yeah, glad we get we pay attention to it. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's one called the Kakapo. 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 Are you familiar wow, with this I'm one? I'm not sure if it's a beaver, beaver or a bird. Yeah, here's the crazy thing. It's a flightless bird. A f- oh, so look, this man. gentle flightless bird can grow to be more than two feet long, weigh 13 pounds, and live about 95 years. Wow. So look at it right there. It's kind of got kind he's, of an owlish. He's sort of owly, sort yeah. of a, hey, what an interesting sort of beavery, yeah. sort of bear-like, but, yeah. but yellow. Yeah. Wow, what a cool looking Bird. Yeah. It's like that's yeah, it'd be sad to see that one go. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I mean I, I can I get the I get the ugliness on I get it. Yeah. I get it, but uh but very cool. That it okay. showed that one showed up on a lot of um a lot of lists. Okay. So so I think that that one's a a, a front runner in terms of uh oh and by the yeah. way, back to the axolotl. Yeah uh, here, the one that we yeah, did yeah. before. So remember yeah, it says yeah. axolotl a- axolotl 
a very rare salamander are found in the wild in uh, just one lake in Mexico. Pollution, the pet trade, and capture for research has threatened the species. They're experiment. They're unfortunately, this is a bummer. They're experimented on by scientists hoping to unlock the secrets behind the axolotl's ability to regrow their limbs. So they got kind of like a well, superhero. If you ability. kill them all, you're never going to figure it out. You're never going to be able to figure it out. Boy, right? you jerks. Jerks. Agreed. Okay, so this next one, everybody's going to be familiar with this one. And I'm glad that this is the, oh, no, did my video start over? It did. It kept playing. Well, it's okay, though, because you memorized okay. the list in your research. I did. I know which one it is. Okay. I already know. What it's is the it? number one animal. What is it? If you had to guess, it gets the most press as being one of the most hideous things on Earth. And I want to talk to the audience about it real quick. It's the blobfish. The blobfish. Yes. And I'm going to get you an image of it. Okay. This is what's not fair about the blobfish. This image came online. Is it many, up yet? Can I point my finger for the uh, Not yet. It, no, it's not No, because I want you to be able to see it when, when, when the video when comes out. When they see it. Yeah. So, so you have to watch, we have to wait through an ad now because of your refreshing. Because of my unprofessional behavior So we're here. sitting here on a live podcast in front of all these fans desperate for information and we have to wait through an ad? Call now. For National <laughs> Donors are waiting. You can help the <laughs> less attractive Animals with Good Personality yes. Foundation that yes. Noel and I have just started. Yes. Um, no. So unlike there that it stupid is. Stupid charismatic megafauna. There it is. It yeah. Up, unlike stupid. Oh, can I fast forward? Yes, I can. Sweet. Yes. Okay. So we just got through the axolotl. Then yes. we're on the the kookababa or whatever mm-hmm. this one was called. <laughs> I can't we are nailing it. You are nailing it. Okay. Yeah. Blobfish. Wow. He's Kay. so sad. He just. There's the image. He just okay. looks sad. Okay. So, but the here's the crazy guy. thing. Here's the crazy oh. thing about the blobfish. I don't know if you know this or if I'm finally going to share something that Noel wasn't aware of. The ugly animal preservation. The ugly animal preservation society's mascot. So they have virtually no bones or muscles. The first image of a blobfish was shown in the world, and everybody was like, ugh. Yeah. And everybody, can we point now? Can yeah, you can point. Oh, it's up. It's, it's up. up. You can okay. see it now. Yeah. Everybody was like, Gugh. Now, here's what people didn't realize when they showed this. That's not what the fish looks like. What was that? Was that that a- is what the fish looks like when you take him out of an incredibly deep ocean and bring him up to pressurized air. Oh, so he deflated and that poor guy. and got crushed by our you know I mean or got his, he has no bones or muscles. Right. And is meant to exist way way, way 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 deep down in the ocean. And then the moment they brought him to the surface, it just completely wrecked his entire bodily structure and that's not that's what the, the fish looks more like way these uglier type things. Way, <laughs> way uglier well they still I don't, i've actually seen a better picture than this uh that fish right here that fish looks like some kind of like a monster in a dream yeah it's that's, very it's very very yeah it looks like if it was giant if it was giant, like the size of like a, a ship, we would be terrified. We'd be yes, you yeah, because he yes. I mean, he's yeah. not. That's not a. That's I mean, I get why he's not. Yeah, he's not handsome. Listed as the as the hand, most. He's got a great personality. Totally great personality. But here's what's weird about it is is uh, I'm interested to know what happens because if you're deep in the water, there's more pressure. No, so it's so it says. Sorry, I did it reversed. It says with virtually no bones or muscles, its body gets structural support from its extremely pressurized underwater environment. Uh, so what's keeping it together uh, is the pressurized 
underwater, deep, deep, deep down. That's what's keeping it all held together. And then the moment you take it up, it's like, nothing's holding this fish together anymore. Wow. And so it just sinks like jello. So he just turns into that sad. And so, yeah, that, that sad, sad, which you got to admit, that was the saddest looking thing ever. Oh, I felt, ever. I felt a lot. That's good, good right. sympathy photo for the poor yeah. blobfish. Yeah. And that is the mascot of the Ugly Animal Preservation Society. Okay. Because if you've seen that picture before. So I just feel like that poor animal didn't get a, good, a fair chance. Because yeah. if we all went and swam you know, a couple miles under the surface of the ocean and we saw the blobfish, you'd be like, eh, then we'd be like, oh my God, he's horrifying. Yeah, no, you'd be like, you'd be like, eh, it's kind of a, it's kind of an ugly looking fish, but you yeah. wouldn't be like, oh my God, that's yeah. disgusting. I, I, I gotta be honest, I'm a little reverse on this. You liked it better when it would look I like a pile of goo? When he was a pile of goo, he at least had like that <laughs> sad old man thing going for him. Like he no. was, he looked like, he looked like a sad old, old guy who was, who was yeah. just like, I'm just ready to pass on to the next, what, next life. This air is too loosey right? for but me to live. When he's down deep and he's all structured together, I'm just like, he's, that's just kind right. of a. Kind Noel of a, likes his blobfish nice and saggy. I like my blobfish <laughs> saggy. <laughs> You have to charge the car, right? Yep. You got to charge it. Yes. So electricity has to come from a power source. It does. Right? Yes. So if you go in the United States, that's the thing is every state has different strengths and weaknesses in terms of where their power comes from. So for example, West Virginia is coal. Yeah. 90% 90% coal. Absolutely. It's so the all capital of coal, coal yes, in the so century. Charging yeah. your Tesla, charging your electric vehicle in West Virginia is nulling out and making it worse because the amount of energy that you're pulling to charge your electric car is worse for the environment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and there's been kind of a, a turn in this country in the last little while in terms of how much energy is produced in coal and yeah. how easy it is to get a coal plant up and yeah. running. So, I mean, yeah, that there's there's yeah. a lot less renewable energy. Yeah. It works if you're running it on a hydro plant. Right. If so you're running it on a dam, get, if you're running what? it on... Yeah. Idaho yeah. is predominantly hydro. Yeah. So if you're driving a Tesla or an electric vehicle in Idaho, you're nailing it. You're yeah. nailing it because in that state, all their power generation is like predominantly, it's like 60%, 70% hydroelectricity. So there was this right. fascinating thing from the U.S. Department of Energy. You can go in there and you can see what your state is and what it runs off of. Now, again, this isn't to not give you to say that getting an electric car is bad, but it still is just to the point of we're not quite there yet. Yeah. We're not quite there yet because where we're deriving our charges and our power and our energy, there's a lot still from coal. There's a lot still from, from gas, from yep. gas burning, and there's a lot from nuclear. So yep. it's... Well, and, you know, and nuclear... Nuclear is actually... Nuclear, um, by the way, let's not yeah. give it too, yeah. no, too no, hard of a no, time. No, actually, it's I a, think it's a, yeah. it's a thing that people always uh, equate with... War. A meltdown. Meltdown. Yeah. But they, actually, they, there's a lot of good things to come from it. Yeah. yeah. Well, nu- nuclear is interesting because and we can have a whole different podcast we on should. this. But nuclear is completely clean. Yeah. If you talk about talk about global you know, greenhouse gas emissions, yeah. it's completely clean. Yeah. The problem with nuclear is the potential for a meltdown. And, and the amount of technology, the amount of money that has been spent to make that impossible yeah. has come out pretty well. Like, they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're a different thing than they used to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and throw up a big endorsement for nuclear. I think there's other options, but yeah. I'm just saying if you, you know, if, if you're getting your power from nuclear, it's not dirty. Yeah. There was yeah. a, there was an article that I read yesterday just about the problems that Germany has been going into because they shut down all their, uh, nuclear plants and before they had the renewables ready to go and mm-hmm. how much 
progress they lost because of that, where if they right. had done them in tandem, it would have worked better. Anyway, I caught myself yeah, just I, a second ago saying nuclear, like I was, nuclear. Jo- like I was George well, but you W. Are, you tell where am, you grew up. I'm from Tulsa. So right. I, I said nuclear. That's how, they, I, that's how they say it. Down and then there. I said, and then You're I thought in my head, I was like, oh, it's nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. nuclear. I think I said nuclear all through my youth for sure. So from the nucleus, the nucleus, go to that nuclear power plant. Yeah. Nucleus of a cell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I think that when you grow up in, you know, when you go, that's just how it, you say it there, right? We all have yeah. accents. Yeah. I don't, I think people give too, I think people give others too much of a hard time yeah. for what is an accent thing. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, I had this, to cough. This cough brought to you by This cough brought Tesla. to you by Mexicola. <laughs> no, I, um, <clears throat> I had a little bit of an accent growing up and actually we have people who listen to the show that are, that are people I grew up with in Tulsa and, 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 uh, I, you know, I felt like I didn't have that much of an accent yeah. uh, growing up, but there's definitely words yeah. that, that slip out that I'm like, oh, that's how we said it. My dad for still to this day says W. Yeah. He w. cannot say W. W. Yeah. My, my, uh, my wife makes fun of me because I say weekend. We what? Weekend. Weekend. A weekend. Yeah. Just because the emphasis. She's like, it's not a weekend. It's a weekend. <laughs> sounds, you idiot. That sounds like you grew up with Christopher Walken. Yeah. Weekend. Well, in Australia. Yeah. 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 That's, we, weekend? That's my parents have said it that my my whole yeah. life. Right? So there's there's random Australia. And sometimes like a whole <laughs> phrase will fall at him and, you know, and I'll have to stop in the middle because... <laughs> Because of it's know, come out totally Aussie, completely forgotten how to speak. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I love uh, it. Yeah, so I hear you. There's some stuff that just doesn't. You grow up with it, it doesn't go away. It right? doesn't go and that's, away. And there's not, but that's okay. There's nothing wrong with there it. There's nothing Your wrong. Your accent with it. is fine, is we, what we're saying. We all knew what you're talking, and I think you have a beautiful voice oh, and a beautiful thank accent. You. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, but but uh, th- this is a cool subject, and I'm glad we chose it because. Noel and I had a conversation a couple days ago, and I I just didn't know that much about it. I'll. I'll I think that the general consensus of the, at least in the the American people, is electric is the way to go, and we got it, you know, like, if you have a Tesla, you made it. You did it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. that is the message. You got your your um, your uh, iPhone earbuds in, yeah. and you got your latte, and you're cruising in your Tesla, and you're like, <laughs> I got it all figured out, man. Look at me. Life is good. Right. And so that was Just my- Just stop cutting me off on the freeway. Right. Stop being- Look, I got to be honest. The people, Some of these Tesla drivers in LA are the worst. I mean, I, I don't- I, 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 There's a lot of- you know, I'm sure there's a lot of great A lot ones. of people who are wonderful probably driving their Teslas. I'm sure. But, but because it's such a noticeable car, yeah. and because it's it's that's what it is. It's very clearly a Tesla. It's a Tesla, and, and when, they and they know it, and too. they know it, right? And so when they cut you off at ten thousand miles an hour, yeah, like, and yeah. completely ruin your day, smacking then, their gum with their y- aviator glasses on, just oh, like man, and or you know, or, or pop out of their their electric spot in the yeah. parking lot, and they kind of mm. throw throw on the shades, and they're wearing their Armani suit and the whole thing. You can't, you know, it's like take take a moment and realize that the rest of us have got to live too. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm still here, okay, Tesla driver. So, yeah, but that was no during our conversation. That, that was the that was the picture of my head that that I had about them. And I think that they are great cars. I think that what they're doing is fantastic. And I, th- I think you know, to be fair, yeah. You, and you mentioned this to me when I was yeah. making this joke earlier. Yeah. There are a lot of people who just want to do a good thing or yeah, try to help yeah, drive yeah. in those Teslas. They 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 saved up the money and they invested in it because yes. they were excited and proud to get rid of a car right. that had gas. And because they didn't cut me off, I didn't notice them. Exactly. We didn't if you're a nice, responsible Tesla driver, we can't see you. <laughs> we can't see you. And I think and thank you and for thank that. Thank you for just blending Ed, in thank you. with the rest of us civilians. We're not talking about you. 
And we apologize. Yeah. It seem like we no, were. but I, 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 I'm glad we did this subject because we talked about it and Noel obviously had, had a lot more understanding and history as to the, the trouble with the batteries and the, the mining and a lot of this aspect. And so as I dug in, I was like, yeah, there, this is something that the innovation still needs to be moving forward. There needs to be somebody who invents a battery that comes from, you know, nothing we have to mine. You know, I don't know if that's even possible. <laughs> yeah, well, But look, it needs to run on farts. If we can figure out a way to convert <laughs> farts into clean energy. That's what I want. Then and use that to power the, the I want, Tesla. I want a fart-powered car. Right. No, or like how, how about a better cellular energy co- collection system, right? Right, so you don't solar, need, You solar. don't need the battery. So totally. you just convert it directly. Like right now, it's pathetic. Will somebody please fix the solar panels so that they will absorb <laughs> like <laughs> one million kil- kilowatts much. or or whatever it can be to, uh, to an inch. That's hilarious. But that's 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 where you know we we still need to keep going. So by all means, keep rocking it with those electric cars. But let's also be creative. Okay, what are we going to do with the battery once it's done? Yeah. What are more sustainable ways that we can um, get rid of that? You know, or recycle the lithium and the nickel and the cobalt right. um, and reuse them for for things that are beneficial. And, you know, there just needs to be always still solutions. We can't rest on our laurels and be like, well, we solved it. You know what I mean? Right. It's still a problem if right. the, it, where the power's coming I from. I mean, that's, and that's the thing that, that we really preach here a lot at BioFriendly is, is that there is going to – we have the environmental problems of today to deal with, and we need to confront those. No question. Right. But the environmental problems of tomorrow will confront us too. Yes. And yes. if we don't – if we don't – look a step ahead and start to think about what's next, what's next, yes. then we'll just be in the same problem again. Because if we're, if we're running as we are right now yes, with what we're doing yeah, and everything's electric and it's all renewable energy, we will still have a problem. We hope you enjoyed this flashback episode. We are your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. We'll see you next time. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast.